the Spirit of God. He's greater than the Spirit of the world. It's about to get personal today on Moody Presents with Mark Job. Hey, there's certain things worth fighting for because it's not true that every faith leads to God. It's not true that as long as we believe, we'll all end up in the same place. No, that's not what the Bible teaches, and you better be clear about that. It's time for Moody Presents with Pastor Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. You know, our goal here at Moody Presents is simple. We want to help you take that next step in your walk with Jesus Christ. That simple and that profound. How have we been doing these last several weeks? Well, our contrast series is meant to help you live like Jesus Christ in a world that may not value that kind of lifestyle. Now, if you missed any part of this great series, I encourage you to go to our website at moodypresents.org. Right now, let's dig deeply into God's Word to make sure that we stay away from false religions and false teachers, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us through His Word. We're going to pick up from last week, and if you missed that, no worries. You'll be up to speed in no time. Now, here's Pastor Mark. Here's what I want you to understand. Everything in life is spiritual. People are spiritual. Your friends are spiritual. Environments are spiritual. And you need to ask yourself, what is the spiritual environment that I'm in? What is the spiritual influence that I come under? The people in your life are spiritual beings, so therefore... Those people have spiritual influence in their life. And sometimes someone has a negative spiritual influence in their life and they get around you and it's through their friendship that you start to be influenced spiritually in a negative way. John goes on to say, but many false prophets had gone out into the world. This is not future, this is now. What is a false prophet? Don't picture in your mind some guy with long flowing robes and a long beard. No, 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 no. A false prophet is anyone that speaks on behalf of God, but a false prophet is someone that speaks on behalf of God but is teaching you heresy or, or is teaching you things that really are not of God or distortions of the Word of God. And John says many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's why 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says, But there were also false prophets among the people, as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who, brought, who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways, and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. He says, in essence, that there'll always be false prophets teaching distortions of the truth that will seek to lead people astray from God and bring destruction both on themselves and on their hearers as well. So what are we saying? We're saying this, be attentive. Not everything that's on the radio even Christian radio is of God. Not every Christian television channel that you tune to is necessarily speaking the truth of God. There's a lot of heresy mixed in there. There's a lot of falseness mixed in there. Just because someone has a Bible doesn't mean they're of God. There's a lot of distortion. So we as people of God need to be smart and discerning about what we hear, what we listen to, and ask ourselves, does this match up with the Word? 
Is this in the Word? Then John goes on to tell us what is one of the big basis of understanding whether it's of God or not of God. So first of all, test all teaching and influence to discern the spiritual origin. If you're hanging around with someone, and the more you hang out with that person, the more it seems like you're, being, you're becoming confused or disoriented spiritually, or it's having a bad influence on your life, no matter how much spiritual lingo they may have, you better be cautious because there may be a negative spiritual influence upon your life. So first of all, test all teaching and influence to discern the spiritual origin. Secondly, examine any distortion centered around the person and the work of Christ. Verse 2 says, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Capital S Spirit. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Most false religions, most distorted views of the Bible center around some distorted doctrine concerning Jesus. There's a lot of religions, and most major religions out there will tell you, we believe in Jesus. Well, I've had people come up to me. I remember I was, I was driving down the road, and this woman came up to me, and she was selling roses. I rolled down the window, and she says, hi, we're a Christian youth group. And we're, we're just trying to raise money for a Christian youth group. I said, well, what's the name of your Christian youth, youth group? And she named something that sounded not very familiar. And I said, well, who started that Christian youth group? And then she basically told me that Dr. Moon did. They call him the Moonies. She presented herself as a Christian youth group. We believe in Jesus. But what she didn't tell me is, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but Jesus is a minor prophet and Dr. Moon is their Messiah. You see, there's a lot of distortion out there. When someone says they believe in Jesus, you have to ask yourself, well, what Jesus do you believe in? Because not everyone that says they believe in Jesus believes in the Jesus of the Bible. They believe in the Jesus after their own making. And listen to me, unless you believe in the authentic Jesus in the Bible, Son of God, who's always existed and will always exist, who is all God and all man, who died in a cross to be the only substitutionary atonement for you and I, the Jesus of the Bible has always existed, will always exist. He was not only the Son of God, but He was God Himself, always God, powerful, almighty God manifest in the flesh. Unless it's that Jesus, then it's not the Jesus of the Bible. If I believe in a Jesus that's not fully God and not fully man, that Jesus has no power to change me. If I do not believe in the Jesus of the Bible, then I have no salvation. I have no Holy Spirit. I have a distortion of the truth influenced by a negative spirit that can lead other people astray. So John is saying, be smart. 
wise, discerning about what you believe. Listen, I don't go around bashing other religions. And that's usually you'll, you'll hear very little. I don't go around bashing other religions and that person's religion and this. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Listen, I don't hold hands with false religions and sway back and forth and sing kumbaya with them. Because it's not true that every faith leads to God. It's not true that every religion is the same. It's not true that as long as we believe, we'll all end up in the same place. No, that's not what the Bible teaches, and you better be clear about that. Don't say, well, I have faith, they have faith. You know, we're just a little bit different. They, you know, they, they you know, worship this way. We, but, you know, but Islam and Christianity, we're all kind of the same thing, aren't we? You know, just, you know, they believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus. And so let's stop fighting about things, and let's just love each other. Hey, there's certain things worth fighting for. John said they left us and they needed to leave us because they were not of us. Pluralism is the acceptance of all religions. And this idea that we're all going to the same place so we should all sort of embrace and hug each other because we're all going to the same place. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He's exclusive. Listen, the thing about Christianity, in the days of the Romans, in the days of the apostles, there was, there was paganism. There was all kinds of, there were hundreds of gods. I was in, while I was in Israel, I saw temples to, to many different gods in the ancient Rome. There was hundreds and hundreds of gods. But listen, it was the Christians that were persecuted, not the people that embraced other gods. Why was it the Christians that were persecuted? Because the Christians would not embrace other gods. The Christians were the only ones that would say, we believe there's only one God, not many God. We bow our knee only to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We will not bow our knee to Caesar. He is no God to us. We won't worship with other gods. We won't acknowledge other gods. There is one God, one true God, and the Bible is clear about that. So it was the Christians that were thrown to the lions, the Christians that were persecuted, the Christians that were crucified, the Christians that were burned. Why? Because they refused to embrace the fact that there are many ways to God and they were exclusive about the way that led to God, the narrow way that was through Jesus Christ alone. Listen to me very well. That's not a popular message in today's politically correct society. It's a message that will get you taunted. It's a message that will get you ridiculed. But I'm going to tell you, unless you embrace that message, it's the only message that leads to life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but through me. If there were any other way... Jesus would have never come to die on that cross. There is no other alternative way through Krishna. There is no other alternative way through Muhammad. There is no other second, third, or fourth way to God. There is one way to God, and it's through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible is very clear about that. Anything else comes from a deceptive spirit, and that's what John says. Number three. Be confident that the spirit in you is greater than the spirit that is in the world. 
Then John goes on to say in verse 4, you, dear children, I love that again, dear children, you are from God. John is looking at them and writing to them and saying, I know that you come from God. Why? Because the Spirit of God is inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. And you have overcome them. Overcome whom? Overcome the false spirits. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you have overcome falseness and have come to God and embraced the truth. Because... The one in you, oh, come on. Now you're going to like this. I love this verse. Because the one in you, who is the one in you? It's the Holy Spirit of God. All of the power of God, all of the resurrection power of God, the knowledge of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, everything that is of God is in the Holy Spirit because He's not a wind, He's not a force, He's a person, the third person of the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The God the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit, in your body. So because, listen to this, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world, that's why you've overcome the world. Thank you, Pastor Mark. This is Moody Presents. You're listening to, and if you just joined us, we're going to pause a moment to get you caught up with our study. We're exploring 1 John 4, verses 1 through 7 today for strategies on how to live in contrast with the world. In particular, we're focusing on the biblical idea of testing all that we hear from the world related to God so that we keep from being guided by false teachers. Now, to help you in this contrast series, I recommend you visit our website, moodypresents.org, moodypresents.org. While there, you're able to sign up for the podcast of this program. You can stream it through your computer or download an MP3, and it's a neat way for you to share this ministry with friends who don't live anywhere near a radio station that carries the program. Again, look for the podcast at moodypresents.org. Now, let's get back to Pastor Mark Job on Moody Presents. Listen, when you go out into the world, when you leave this place, if you have acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God, if you have embraced Him, submitted your life to His Lordship, if you have embraced the message of the gospel and opened up your life to God, then you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that is in you has more power and is greater than the Spirit that is in the world. When you walk around, you walk around with a greater force than the force that is around you. You walk around with the power of God inside of you. You say, well, what is the, what is the spirit that is in the world? Well, in John chapter 12, verse 31, it says, Now is time for the judgment of the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. You, we, you and I live in a very spiritual place. And sometimes we get intimidated by the power of darkness out there. Has that ever happened to you? Get intimidated by, wow, there's evil there, there's darkness there, there's what if, what if the spirit does this and suddenly a spirit of fear captures you and you begin to think that the forces out there somehow have greater power over your life than they do. And John is saying, listen, there are spiritual powers out there 
But the power that is in you is the power of Almighty God of the universe. And greater is the power that is in you than the power that is out there in the world. It's resurrection power. That's why Jesus had the power. I was at a place near the Sea of Galilee where not too far from there, there was a cemetery. And there's an account in scripture where there was a man, two men actually, that lived out in the graves. Uh, the village people had tried to chain them and they would break the chains. And Jesus looked at this man and he says, what is your name? And the demons inside of this man spoke and said, my name is Legion, which means a multiplicity of demons inhabited this man. And Jesus, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, had power and authority to do what these men with their chains and cords had no power to do. Jesus said, I command you out. The demon negotiated with Jesus. And the demon said, hey, if we go out, we'd like to inhabit those pigs over there. And there was a flock of pigs over there. And Jesus said, go. And the demon legions left this man and immediately this man returned to sanity and was liberated because the power of Jesus was greater than the power that was in the world. And these demonic forces entered into this, this herd of pigs. And the Bible says the pigs ran down the embankment. And there's only one place really along, the, along Galilee where there's, a, where there's a cemetery and an embankment where that could happen. I was standing right there as a scholar pointed out. This is the hill where the pigs would have run into the sea. And the pigs ran into the sea and the entire herd drowned themselves. And again, the businessmen got together and said, Jesus, you know, please stay away from our region. You're bad for business. <laughs> but what I want you to note is that the reason that Jesus had power is because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I want you to know something. You have spiritual power. It's not a power that comes from your own strength. It's not a power that you have acquired because of your righteousness or your goodness or because there's a, a halo that's starting to form around your head. The power that you have is given to you only when you are in submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. It's the power of God and His righteousness that gives you that authority. So we can be confident in Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor neither present nor future nor any other power nor height nor depth nor any else anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ our Lord. My last point is this, verse 5. I want you to remember that people in the light will be drawn to the truth and those in darkness will reject it. Verse 5 says, They are from the world and therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them. 
We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. What John was saying is that when you're in the light and speaking spiritual truths, people that also have the spirit of God or God is working in them, they will be drawn to those spiritual truths. But people that are in darkness and people that are in the world and people that have another spirit, they will reject the spiritual truth. They will want to get away from that spiritual truth. And John is saying that's how we recognize them. Um, it's similar to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. When you have the Holy Spirit of God, you start to understand the things of God. When you do not have the Holy Spirit of God, then the things of God cannot be understood no matter how high your IQ is. Because it will seem like foolishness to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Listen to me. This is really important. Look up at me. There are certain things in Scripture that if you do not have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you, if you are not indwelt with this Spirit, if you are not, not have the Spirit of Jesus inside of you, that you will never understand because you cannot understand them. Because the only way to understand them is they have to be spiritually understood. And the only one that can help you understand them spiritually is the Holy Spirit. You may be a very intelligent individual, have a very high IQ, have a PhD in whatever you have a PhD in, and still not be able to understand spiritual truth. You, on the other hand, may be a very simple individual that is virtually illiterate, but have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. And you can understand spiritual things much better than the PhD can understand them because it's spiritually understood. I want to close with this. I believe that like never before, we need followers of Jesus Christ that are discerning. Like never before, the Bible says that in the end times there will be a surge of false prophets and false doctrines. Like never before, listen, you need to know the word. Like never before, you need to understand the truth and not be gullible. You need to test everything that comes your way. You need to study scripture. You need to be sensitive to the spirit. You need to be asking yourself about the relationships in your life, about the spiritual atmosphere you hang out with, about the teachings that you expose yourself to on radio and television through the reading that you do. And you need to ask yourself, is this compatible with what the Bible teaches? Is this in the right spirit? Because in the end times, it says many will fall away, many will be deceived, many will be led astray. And I believe it's those 
that are testing the spirit, those that, are, that know the word, those that are staying in fellowship, those that are walking full of the Holy Spirit of Jesus, those are the ones that will endure to the end. And I hope and pray that you're part of those that endure to the end. I believe that what Jesus started in you, he wants to finish. Boy, great insights there from our teacher, Mark Job. Like never before, you and I need to know the truth, study Scripture, be sensitive to the Spirit, and not give in. In fact, we must test the Spirit to have endurance to the end. Our thanks to Pastor Mark Job for that reminder to finish well, to live in such a way that you and I are in contrast with the world. Well, our series continues next week. But let me ask you right now, when was the last time you stopped by our website, Moody Presents? You know, here you'll find all kinds of great stuff, including Moody Publishers, a link there to this website that equips you with the best in Christian reading, from devotionals to biographies, uh, great material for kids. I could go on and on about Moody Publishers because it really is the name you can trust. These days, some publishers are drifting. You can always trust what you read. So check out the many great titles from Moody Publishers when you visit MoodyPresents.org. Also, Today in the Word, our devotional that helps you dig deep into the Scriptures. Let's not be shallow Christians. Today in the Word will help you go deep every single day. Bite-sized devotionals that are just right. Check it out. Look for the link for Today in the Word at MoodyPresents.org. Also there, links for an education at Moody Bible Institute, classes that you can take, all kinds of very, very flexible options, no matter where you're at in life, a Moody training can be yours. So look for the links at our website, MoodyPresents.org. I'm John Geiger saying thank you for listening to Moody Presents, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. See you next week.